Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. saw the news this morning Sydney Poitier just died uh I did and I appreciate you're doing that I love that everybody. song actually I love yeah. that movie well that oh song God. I love that movie I just I, I mean I can go on yeah. even much further about things I loved him in. he just yep. was he was he was I mean there are just some people I, you don't know what to say about they they were actually too... let's tell people sorry African-American not African-American actually behind me Bahamian actor American but originally from Bahamas um uh black first Black guy, not I just want to African American because I don't know if he counts. First, um, well, I'll say first black male real lead actor in Hollywood, yeah, is and, and who got the first Oscar, I mean, first black man to get right. an Oscar. I mean, I guess you could say Harry Bell in the 1960s there somewhere, but he he certainly I think Claudier was, yeah, yeah, 1964 he got an Oscar, which actually I'm kind of I'm kind I mean, of that's shocked. Civil rights era. <laughs> I mean, that's kind know, of interesting, I mean, actually, right? Like the first, for people who don't know, the first half of the '60s is not. It was not the '60s. It was the '50s. It was the late '60s right. when the '60s that you think about when all the societal, That's you true. know, rumblings right. and change starts. Free so love, him to and diversity, that, and yeah. all that started more around yeah. '67, '68. Yeah. Vietnam protests, civil rights yeah. protests. So the fact that he won that in '64. Yep. That it's you know that that, just to give you just to give you an idea, guys, when he won that in '64. I have to look up. I don't remember the exact date in 64, the Civil Rights Act was passed, but he might have won the award at a time where he didn't actually have the right to go into certain places and eat. Yeah. Because it, 64 yeah. is the Civil Rights Act. That probably wouldn't have been enforced till 65 anyhow, yeah. where literally he could be denied lodging. He could be denied you know, entry into restaurants. He could be, yeah. you know, I mean, it was like he was an anti-vaxxer or something. Yeah. All the discrimination against him, John. Sorry, yeah. I couldn't help anti Anti-vaxxers. Um, because they they get discriminated against. In any case, yeah. make it, let's just finish with kind of amazing though. A, yeah, he was a treasure, and he was a great yeah. person, and he fought for causes. And there's like these people that just are 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 bigger than yeah. everything else. It's hard to explain, and when you lose them, it's just yeah. it's tough. And a so. couple movies to look at, like I said, to Sir with Love. I I remember that as a kid yes. watching it, loving it. Another one which I haven't seen in years and I don't remember, but I know what it's about. Was um, and I mean this is kind of amazing for the late '60s. Guess who's coming to dinner? Oh, that's the one I always, I mean. Right. But I mean, the concept of the movie, though, and we'll tell people it's with uh, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, right? Two huge stars, him and this woman I don't, I don't, I don't recognize. And basically the upper crust rich daughter brings her fiance to dinner with the parents and they arrive at the house and he's a black man. Well, but the bigger (laughs) part of it was, is it actually went after limousine Uh, liberalism? It went oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, because yeah. the parents were these liberals, or for civil rights and all this sort of stuff, until their daughter brings home the yeah. black boyfriend. I mean, yeah. they didn't change their political yeah. positions, but suddenly they had to live what they'd yeah. been able to abstractly fight for. What an edgy! And, I mean, that's almost Archie Bunker esque edgy to do in the late sixties. It was you know I mean? even the I title. Mean, Guess was, who's coming to dinner? A black man. I mean, it's so. But it's I mean, it was just, it was perfect, oh, is what it was. Yeah, like it was like hugely yeah. important. But I mean, um, hugely important. I think in terms of his message. But I mean, in later years, like 
Hmm. Um, I mean, that was the big stuff, you know, he, in the heat of the night was another one. Um, in later years, he, he took on some more, he took on different roles, you know, once he was sort of an established leading actor where he could even be like, you know, a cop, a spy, uh, but whatever he did. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Like I loved, I don't know if you ever saw the movie. It's harder now because Kirstie mm. Alley is, is, was in it and she's just so awful oh, now. Yeah. She's a trumper. But if you ever saw the movie shoot to kill, no, um, no, where he's a big city cop and this, this guy who's, who has committed mm. a murder escapes and they know he's in the mountains trying to get to Canada up in like, you know, Washington state. And he has to, yeah, and Sidney Poitier is the, the San Francisco cop, I think it's San Francisco, who's sent up there, FBI maybe, to go to, to hunt him down. Mm. And he has to work with this mountain man, um, which is mm. played by Tom Berenger, you know, who's like the guy who lives in the mountains and whatever. And he's the city guy and he's black. And the guy's white. And they don't really bring race into it too much. They make a funny joke here and there right. where a bear comes up to them and he starts screaming and yelling and, and the bear runs away. And Sidney Poitier is like, Everybody else around here acts like they've never seen a black man. So why should the bear be any different? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, right. basically, he's trying to save Kirstie Alley, who's been kidnapped, who's being taken through these mountains by the bad yeah. guy. Um, never saved, never like, did save her. <laughs> well, well, he saved her in the movie. He should just let yeah. her fall off. Okay, I'm sorry, I won't say that. All right. In any case, point being, it was, an, I mean, it was an excellent movie. Uh, yep. and, and there are other ones like that Sneakers, which he was in with Robert Redford, you know, uh, both of them sort of a little bit later in their careers in the 90s. Like, he just... There's so much stuff there. What a, what a. Yeah. Well, check terrific. it out, folks. Google some of his movies and check them out because they're really good. Yeah. And he's, he's Very amazing. Much. And we're um, missing a lot of stuff. There are earlier movies yeah. and later movies. And I mean, yeah. you know. No, look, I mean, there, there, but there will be a lot of retrospective. CNN has a wonderful one about him, a retrospective. There'll be a lot of them. They'll mention the top movies. Check some of them out. Um, Interestingly, the last thing I'll yeah, say oh, is sorry. he acted yep. in the first, um, he was in the first production of A Raisin in the Sun, hmm. which is important movie about you know that brought into civil rights and uh, you know uh right. which sort of introduced a largely white audience to what black life was like i mean right. which was kind of important on broadway so you know just all right yeah. let's so yesterday was the anniversary of january 6th the one-year anniversary and there is kind of a lot of news there's biden's speech um a lot of pushback from Fox to the Republicans and all of that. I was telling Cliff before the show, I've got a number of clips. I think the first obvious clip is to just start with my three Biden clips, right? Sure. And, they're, mean, like, Biden, and they're relatively short. I mean, Biden, Biden gave, a speech. gave yeah. pulled it together. I give yeah. him credit when, when he has to do it. He pulls it together yeah. and gives a great speech. And it ended up being, I think let's put it in context, part of what you could call a one-two punch with Merrick Garland also getting up the day before, two oh, days that's before, right. whatever it was, yeah. and yeah. speaking. A lot of people were asking, was it coordinated? And 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 a few of us on Twitter who are often sort of in the, hmm. you know, talk about what John and I talk on the show are like, why do we not message better? I think I said something, and 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 uh, Tom Watson, our friend, joined in, who we'll have on this show one of these days, who, who's a political consultant in New York, who was like, I was like, you know, he was saying these these seem to be coordinated. And I was, you know, sort of like right. Merrick gets up and says stuff. That, that Merrick can say he can't right. name individuals and then right. Biden can get up and name an individual, but can't right. talk about the law and the whatever. And each of them pushing yeah. the other and blah, 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 blah. Well, let's, but, let's um, play the Biden clip and then let's, uh, well, then yeah, let's the last thing I'll jump say in. in. Yeah. Tom and I were laughing. Hmm. Like, could it be coordinated messaging from the Democrats? Is that possible? Um, because, you know, we don't do that. 
Um, so I've got, there are three clips, 20 seconds, 40 seconds, 20 seconds. So I might as well just play all three. It was a 20 minute speech, excellent speech, watch it. And then let's dig into the speech. And at the same time, we'll bring in the Garland stuff. We'll talk about Fox News reaction, that kind of stuff. Okay. So these are just three at random, but they're all really good. So hang on. For the first time in our history, the president had not just lost an election. He tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power as a violent mob breached the Capitol. But they failed. They failed. And on this day of remembrance, we must make sure that such attack never, never happens again. Might as well play the other two because they're 20 seconds former each president and then we'll United- jump in. Oop, hang on. All right, here's number two. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle because he sees his own interest is more important than his country's interest than America's interest. And because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our constitution. It's really good. He can't accept he lost, even though that's what 93 United States senators, his own attorney general, his own vice president, governors and state officials in every battleground state have all said he lost. You're right. Uh, last one, but you're right about the emphasis. I didn't even notice it at the time. He yeah. that was a uh, hang on. Former speech last, writer. Yep. I last little. Things. Okay, here we go. Last little one. Twenty seconds. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. <laughs> nice. Defeated by a margin of over seven million of your votes in a full and free and fair election. There is simply zero proof. Election results are inaccurate. Let me ask you one thing first with this, okay? And I'm getting it even more listening to these clips again. I was trying to explain to people online what I thought Biden's goal was, what he was going after. And especially now listening to this again, I this doesn't sound like Biden, and I'm not sure what the benefit is. It sounds like he's trying to rile Trump up, provoke him, partially. Do you think or not? Know. I don't think so. Defeated former president. He lost. I mean, you know what I mean? But that's the way Biden speaks. And that's the the Biden that I miss, frankly, that, you know, sometimes because he doesn't have that, that whatever you want to call that swerve, that kind of, you know, because that when he speaks forcefully like that, that's what I said. When he speaks forcefully (laughs) like that, he he lacks Obama and Clinton and certain other Democratic leaders charisma. But there's something about that. That passion it reminds yeah. me of like yeah, yeah, why yeah. I'm a big fan of, of Sherrod Brown and Tim Ryan here in Ohio. That's the stuff yeah. that makes him kind of the everyman blue collar passion. I'd almost say or exactly. working class passion or something. Yeah, yeah. the everyman yeah. Midwesterner. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. And so I, I, you know, I want that more. I don't. I just think that's the way he talks. Yeah. But what I think they were doing, you know, and maybe they were they they were responding to some mm. of the criticism they've gotten, is they were sort of to me at least putting a sort of marker in the sand. You know, and saying, laying out very clearly who was responsible for this, that this wasn't tourism, that this was an awful, horrible day in, in the history of our country, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, that it, it, they were messaging, yeah. I get the best way to put it. John. To whom? And, and to whom? The country at large. No, no, you no. And I'm I saying... know what all happened. And, yeah. and, you know, Trump cultists, whatever percent they are, 30, 35 percent, maybe right. even towards 40, sadly. I'm not going to believe a damn thing he says anyhow. But who? I would say two groups of people. The people that think that, that there's no difference 
we can get to one of those people soon <laughs> between Democrats and Republicans and, and some of the people that turned right. out and voted in 20 that could that stay that stayed home in Virginia and could stay home in 22 and harm us. Right. And some of those people that that I think who are, are very sort of tenuous uh, connection at this point to the party of their upbringing, the Republican Party, generally white collar, um, uh, college educated often suburban, you know, the, I'm throwing out stereotypes, but the mm. people I think get the general group of people, about professionals right. or whatever, right. who are, who are leaving the Republican party in droves. Right. But a lot of them in, you know, in, in 2020, and this is where I think I can start to be critical. I'll mm. let you respond. And I will yep. Yep. in 2020, a lot of those folks are the reason why we're some of the reason we're in the mess we're in because we made the case against Trump, but we didn't against the Republican party. So a lot of them split the right. vote and right, still which we talked about voting, last time, yep. voting yep. for their local Republican. And yep. then in 2021, you had they said there are a lot of them were suburban white women, but I'm sure there were other groups too who who felt comfortable voting for Glenn Youngkin because he didn't right. sound like Trump, he didn't look like right. Trump, he didn't, you know. Um, I don't know. Should I go straighter into my broader? Well, let, let me whatever, let me jump in wanna, first. Yeah, let me jump in first because I guess you know I've got a little bit of a messaging critique here because again, we shouldn't be. I, we shouldn't be having to divine who their audience was and what the actual mess. I don't mean the message. There's the message and there's the message, right? Right. The obvious message is, you know, he lost blah, blah, blah. But in terms of who they're going after and what they're trying to convince them of, we should, that those are talking points that should have been released. We should have got all the influencers should have gotten them. The media should have said, well, you know, um, according to the white house, they're trying to make three main points here. I didn't hear that shit yesterday. So that's bothering me a little bit on the messaging front, just an aside. Cause I thought of it as you were talking. I will say there is definitely a – and this is its own topic of a discussion. There's definitely a pivot here with Biden. Biden has up until now understandably tried to play by the old rules, and the old rules used to be the good rules where we've talked about before. You don't go after former presidents. Uh, the current president does not. Trump changed right. that, but Trump was very crass. He lied about Obama. He kept blaming him for shit that wasn't true, the bad economy, when Obama's economy was well, – and, and, like, and Trump like that, went right? after – I mean you know, Trump is Trump. He went after everybody. Yes, he but, after, but he went but after was, Obama the most because Obama was the black yes. guy who, who. But he went after even George W. Bush. He went after George H. W. Oh, Bush. Okay, he, all I mean, of them. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. just doesn't do that. And, and remember how a lot of folks, uh, maybe some of you listening, were upset that uh, Obama's you know administration didn't go after George Bush for war crimes and that kind of stuff. It's just up until now, it's not done, and it's part of the respect of democracy and all of that that dictates. Well, there's a good anyway. reason in general yeah. it's not done. Because we don't want to politicize and have each administration investigate the last one. Yes, um, I it's would very, argue that, it's very that banana republic. It is. I would argue, of course, that what happened under the France. Bush administration was egregious enough that it, it was a huge mistake. And I get the pressures in Obama, and I get being the first black president, and I get having an economic crisis on his hands and everything right. else. And maybe he could have even waited a year until he did other stuff. But I, I you know, or he just could have handed it to the Justice Department. Right. You know, and say do what you Fair do, enough. but I do think I think that was a mistake, and Fair I think enough. we're living with some of that. But okay, Fair enough. Um, but but I guess so. What is interesting to me is that Biden finally hit the point after a year. I've been saying this, and people have been criticizing me. Biden didn't want to go after Trump. Biden wanted to move on not. from Trump. I remember even at the beginning of the administration, there was some report that Biden had made clear. You know. Even though he can't control the Justice Department, he's made clear we're moving on from the guy before. We're not talking about him anymore. And something changed. It changed in a big way. 
Uh, Biden did not give a Merrick Garland style speech where you kind of had to read between the lines and go, OK, I think he's getting better. And we'll talk about Garland in a minute. This was just full on in your face. And as we said, things that Cliff said about, you know, he's a loser. He lost. He's the de- he's the defeated former president, which is a great line. Frankly, we ought to be calling him. Don't call him Trump anymore. Well, the defeated former president. Um, and that's very interesting because it breaks the tradition of not going after the former guy. My, But I'm still trying to figure out why. I guess I'll close with this. My suspicion is, at the very least, Biden is trying to fill a void. There has been a void in this discussion. We've had the media. We've had the right. Forget it. The Republicans have been nonstop with this bullshit. We've had the media. We've had, you know, obviously the left and the committees, but we haven't had like our leader weighing in. And I think Biden is finally filling that void of having our leader say enough's enough, which doesn't hurt because when you're having an argument, it helps to have both sides arguing rather than one. I mean, the bad guys. But it also makes me wonder whether this is now going to be a huge part of the next three years of Biden's administration, democracy. And by the way, and I'll throw this to you now, and how he differentiates that from what we lost in the Virginia election where it was Trump, 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 and everybody said Trump's gone. So it was almost Democrats thought it was dangerous. Even Biden, I think, thought it was ooh, talking about the former guy. Nobody cares about that. They're worried about COVID and the economy. So let me throw that to you. How do you how do you meld those that well, this is smart and this isn't falling into the Virginia trap? I think you actually made an important point there that we missed, um, which is um, that that part of this, of course, coming out and uh, and sort of and, you know, making this differentiation which is mm-hmm. they did this, they did that, which is something that he that they'd stayed away from, you know, over right. however many periods of time, however long a period of time is something I think that they saw in, in maybe in Virginia, but also in polling numbers mm-hmm. and other stuff. And we've talked about that on the show a lot. Messaging, messaging is about stories. Stories have themes. Stories have good guys and stories have bad guys. And right. stories, good guys do things to defeat bad guys. And when you refuse to name who the bad guys are and what they've done and, and what they're responsible for and do all that kind of, you know, then it, it all gets lost. And I think right. they've seen the, the you know, some of these these efforts to, to sort of turn this around into, you know, the Democrats being hysterical and all that kind of. So, right. I, 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 you know, I think this was this was no doubt to me messaging on that. I think also, though. It was messaging aimed at at Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I think they've got the filibuster vote coming up on the 18th. Right. That Chuck Schumer said um, uh, to to eliminate the filibuster for uh, for um, you know, for just civil rights issues. However, they will define that. Voting rights right. will certainly be in that. Right. And they there's clearly three things that need to be fixed desperately, right? There, there's the Electoral College Act, which even now, as a compromise measure, some Republicans have come forward and said they would join in with the Democrats. Hmm. But okay. of course, they'll want to just do that. And what that is, is that would stop the out and out fascism. Mm-hmm. Because right now, Trump played in the holes in our Electoral College Act, which is from what, 1887, it was right after the big, you know, Rutherford v. Hayes. I don't want to give everybody a history lesson, but. There's, this isn't the first time we've run into these things. And back then, we don't know if the guy who won the most votes was handed the presidency or not. Um, and they passed this. And the, the point is, is that there's a lot of ways that uh, the state legislators have too much power and state legislators have been corrupted. Right. It's another part of this puzzle, gerrymandering, to, to say, no, we don't trust that slate of electors. We're going to reject them and send our own. 
And Trump tried to use this this right. last time around, and and others will again. And so uh, that's one part of it is just saying, hey, the person who wins the most votes automatically gets the electoral votes. That's the and reform we need to have. I mean, well, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, right? that's ridiculous. So, so none of that. So 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 none of this stuff. Nobody get no state legislators, no secretaries of state. Yeah. That you know, ridiculous. And, and that, that's one part. A second yeah. part is gerrymandering because it creates the extremism and it creates an unrepresentative, yeah. unrepresentative bodies in states around the country as well as in Congress. And the third one, of course, is voting rights. All right. three of those. It needs it. So I think this is aimed at, at not, and maybe for part of that, not even just Manchin and Cinema. I, I would argue perhaps <laughs> also Mitt Romney and Lisa yeah. Murkowski yeah. and Susan yeah. Collins. You know, they have dozen or so. Let's let's just say. You know, realistically, the seven Republicans who voted for impeachment, right? You know, especially when you're thinking, uh, you know, of Burr from North Carolina, who was attacked viciously by Trump because he was on the Senate Intelligence Committee and wouldn't change findings for them and break the law. Right. Um, he's, you know, he's retiring, right? Um, and he voted for impeachment. You know, so, so I think that that's some of this audience too, um, right. is to say this is how bad they are. But let me say, here's where I think they fail. OK, I don't care that he actually didn't say Trump's mm-hmm. name. We all know who he's talking about. Yeah. And everybody who you're trying to reach know who he's talking about. The former president, if they don't yep. know who the former president is, then they've got their own. You know, I'm, I'm not worried about that. The two big things you've mentioned, one of them, which, is, you know, which is mm-hmm. it was just about the insurrection. Right. It needs to be more. Yeah. By the way, finish your point there and then I'm going to play the, Al, uh, the Adam Schiff ch- clip about that very fact. Before okay. you move on to your next that, point, I'm that saying, should have this- needed to be put yeah. into the context of yeah. trying to um, trying to extort Ukraine, of his dealings with Vladimir Putin, where we know whatever Mueller Mueller felt that he could could make a case in court behind or not, did find numerous cases of actual, if you understand what the word collusion is, of you know uh, of, of Paul Manafort sharing polling right. with Kilmenik, who's one of Putin's top guys of. Of, of these other guys going and meeting with Russians, calling them Flynn's calls to them of their of their willingness to deal with Russia if it would hurt, you know, uh, the Democrats uh, and and whatever, and all the other ways that this man behaved as a criminal around COVID and whatever that should have all been brought into the context of a failed and worse than failed. Not it's not like a negligent leader, uh, a, a an actively. Um, I'm trying to find the right word. You know what I mean? I mean Seriously, somebody who. It was a, it was a larger conspiracy to commit a coup that started well, before the election, Cliff. I mean, no, no, but I'm saying yeah. like Ukraine, hmm. Russia, this COVID, yeah. numerous other things. I mean, in, in the you know, you could use a legal term like yeah. you know, tr- like negligent homicide or what. But I'm right. I'm looking for whatever right. these guys set out to abrogate the Constitution and commit harm to people for their own benefit. And to me, that should be put in the broader context. Yeah. I, I can let you play Adam Schiff, and then I'll say what yeah, the yeah. second point is. Well, see, and it, it, I mean, it, it's funny. I will take credit, not for Schiff, but I was saying this earlier in that day, maybe the day before. I was saying, you know, I, Garland, I feel like Garland, and even the media up until yesterday, kept focusing on the attack on the Capitol, and they were dealing with the minions. It's as if it's, well, it's kind of like 9-11 to a degree, except these are more minions than the guys who flew the planes. These are way more lower minions, I think, than those than Muhammad Atta. But when you investigated it, you were like, who was behind this? Who coordinated this? Who enabled it? Osama bin Laden. 
You didn't just say, well, we caught the guy that drove them to the airport. I think yeah. we're good. And I feel yeah. like we're literally catching the guy, you know, the, the guy who drove Timothy, the, the taxi driver who drove Timothy McVeigh to Oklahoma City or whatever. It's just sort of like you're, and we're not talking about the fact that this was part of a larger a conspiracy plot. at the top levels. And it, and it was okay. a, and a, and a larger conspiracy. It wasn't just that ah, Trump had the power and maybe even tried to cause the attack. Before November 4th, Trump had a growing strategy of how to claim how to stop Biden from being. How to stop right. Biden from being sworn in? And the only thing that they haven't sort yeah. of proven, you know, right. to the point yet where you can say it is that Trump, and maybe they will, but January January sixth committee, Will Bunch, who we've had on the show, wrote a great column about this the other day, has been right. doing a fantastic job. And, right. I mean, and I, I would argue that Liz Cheney has been teaching a, a, she's been a amazing master, master course, <laughs> and how to, because you know she's the one who's leaking some of this stuff here, and yeah. there because our people wouldn't have the fucking balls to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but. How they did, you know, how they're doing, and so maybe they will get to the bottom of this. But the only thing I feel like it hasn't been proven is that Trump literally coordinated with them beforehand and said, "You should break into the Capitol, commit acts." That's the question. Correct. That's the only thing. But everything else, correct, from his his involvement in the planning of the event they had that day to his getting up and inciting people, telling them to walk to the Capitol, to to now witnesses saying as you watch it on TV. Which is consistent with what Kevin McCarthy originally, what, what people overheard him saying to Kevin McCarthy, and McCarthy was yelling at him when they're having that screaming match that day, which was when when Trump supposedly said, "Well, apparently these people care more about our democracy and me than you do," kind of thing. Well, he also apparently was watching it and taking great pleasure in the fact that these people yeah. were willing to fight for him like that. Right. We've got Stephanie right. Grisham, former people, so we've got all these other things, and that right. should be more than enough. Because the, really, they don't even have to get him on a conspiracy beforehand. They can get him on, you know, a, a federal offense of disrupting congressional activity. Yes, and I think it's pretty yes. easy to make that argument when you when you've got so many people saying, "Yeah, he was just sitting there watching, enjoying it." Yes, right? my argument's a little different though on this, Cliff. I, I I'm agreeing with you on that, but I am saying that this investigation is about a much larger conspiracy by Trump and his cohorts to overthrow the election that started before the election. Right. They were plotting what they could do. They had the, you know, all those memos they were sharing. There was the January 3rd meeting in the White yep. House where they tried to convince Pence to over to throw out the votes where Lindsey yes. Graham called in other words, Georgia. All the ways that didn't right? involve the actual attack that day, and, the, the and calling that, of the secretaries of state, well, the meetings yes. with state legislators. The, yes. But the, let me but yes. let me just finish here. But the point is that the attack was, you know, letter D or letter G of an A to Z strategy to overthrow the election illegally and have a coup. And if you're just looking at the not you, Garland is just looking at the attack yeah, as you. the attack. You're not getting at the larger issue of this attack was part of a much larger conspiracy. And we had people using government That's offices, <laughs> government yeah. paychecks, government resources yeah. to plot the overthrow. Lindsey Graham even, calling even they weren't. And yeah, Lindsey Graham, Graham making that call. Georgia. Peter Navarro, you know, putting together those mm. plans, which he's admitted they're setting up at that hotel, setting up this sort of you know uh, war room, if you want to. It really was a war room, and meeting with meeting with all, numerous. We know yeah. at this point the Manhattan yeah. and Cawthorns and MTGs, and people were coming yeah. through there. Like they're, they're just this they, is a much larger is, conspiracy. Yes. And yep. all of that, me, you're, you're absolutely right. Yep. Absolutely. Let me play shift. Let me play shift. Hang on a sec. Also, and frankly, part of the reason is because Lindsey Graham needs to be held accountable because it looks like he did break the law. Uh, he was trying to get them to change votes, all that kind of crap. So hold on. Here's Schiff. And, and, and hold on. Oh, 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 you sorry. Go on. Yep. Go on. Sorry. Also, uh, what Peter Navarro said in his book and what he's said oh, out loud, God, yes. apparently he's an idiot, which is they knew they could count on Ted Cruz. And they mentioned a few other people yeah. to, to, you know, why? 
And I, I would even go so far as this whole thing that's happened that we're going to talk about with Tucker Carlson and Ted Cruz. The whole reason why he initially came out with that strong statement that they were terrorists is because yep. he's scared. They're on his trail. Oh, and, they, and, and oh, the committee already yeah. has requested yeah. some of his communications, has requested yeah. he speak before them. They're on his trail. He was conspiring right. with Trump. I believe they also right. said that Rand Paul was. They, they, so, I mean, it's yep. not just yep. Lindsey Graham. There's a couple members yep. of the Senate here that are involved, at least. Yep. Okay, this okay. is uh, Representative Adam Schiff, who we all know, Republican California, uh, Democrat, <laughs> hello, California, uh, head of the Senate, uh, House Intelligence Committee. We had him on the show uh, talking to Anderson Cooper on uh, yesterday or the day before. Today, uh, I was heartened as somebody who spent almost six years in the department to see. That Sorry, he's responding to Merrick Garland's speech. Once again, led by a person of great integrity. Um, and I think he, he said the right things about uh, holding people accountable for the violence of January 6th, whether they were there on the ground or were elsewhere. Um, what was left unsaid, Anderson, though, is what about the role of those uh, involved, uh, not just on the 6th, but in the days leading up to the 6th and the aftermath of the 6th, who may have broken the law to try to overturn the presidential election? Uh, in particular, what comes to mind to me is the efforts of the former president to get the Secretary of State of Georgia to essentially find 11,780 votes that don't exist. There was no indication from the Attorney General yep. that, that issues like that were under investigation. Yep. Uh, and I don't believe okay. that can be left to a local I was saying yep, a lot of <laughs> uh, So there was a lot unsaid today. Maybe it was an excess of discretion um, or, or suitable discretion on the Attorney General's part. But I think those issues need to be investigated by the department as well. Amen, baby. That was my recording saying amen. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's, I guess we should talk a little bit about Garland's. That's what bothered me about Garland's speech. He did say one thing where he said, you know, we'll, you know, the classic line of we will take this investigation wherever it leads, however it leads, however high, even those who weren't president who may have, or present, ha, huh, president, present who may have aided and abetted the insurrection. So he's clearly suggesting, sure, if we find anything on Trump, we'll go after him, but, you know. This right. is Merrick Garland, please. You know, which is should be like, no, we're going, right. Well, what he said there was important, which is what you were saying, and I was agreeing with with what, which huh. is what happened before the entire yep. breadth of the conspiracy book. But let me, yep. th so that's that, right? But then to me, the, the second, hmm. and this is a really, really um, big point, hmm. uh, which is, and this is a Democratic Party wide problem again, and it is the lack of ability to just condemn the Republican Party and hold the Republican Party responsible. The acting mm -hmm. like Trump was some unicorn, you know, or the opposite, dragon, whatever you want to call it, that came out of nowhere, this mythical figure. How could we have seen it? How could it I mean as if mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell wasn't destroying norms in the Senate for years and making sure that we couldn't put Supreme Court justice up there, as if Newt Gingrich didn't get in trouble with the law, didn't cheat with GOPAC and, and all that. It wasn't the original clown that started you know, pushing the Republican Party to never vote with Democrats or give them any victories, as if they didn't pick Sarah Palin as, a, as somebody who literally could have been vice president in 2008, uh, as if you know Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Madison Cawthorn, Jim Jordan, Louis Gohmert, Matt Gates, and then going on, don't exist, right. Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, people that are every bit as just despicable, disgusting figures right. as Donald Trump. It's the party. The right. party recruits, produces, and promotes these people, yeah. okay? Because that's who they are now. 
And if yep. you just try to lay all of this, this, this conspiracy that is, again, hmm. Peter Navarro has implicated Ted Cruz in it, Rand Paul on it, other people like that. We saw Josh Hawley with his fist raised, you know, that day supporting refusing, and he and Ted Cruz refused to vote for the, to, to accept the results of the election. The 137 or 37, 39 hmm. members of the House, Republicans, who refused to, to, who tried to disenfranchise whole states of people. Okay, like Ronna Daniel, Donna, you know, Daniel Romney, McCain, whatever the fuck her name is, she's changed, you know, dropped all the damn names to kiss Trump's ass, who who is using use the machinery of the RNC to make these baseless election fraud claims to support Trump. It is all of them. And if you get up, even in Biden's speech, and you guys keep Hmm. doing this and you keep making it just about Trump, oh, but but this great Republican Party, again, there's this sort of Hmm. misunderstanding that I don't get. Mitch McConnell has no trouble. Condemning and the rest of the Republicans condemning hmm. the entire Democratic Party for right. being weak, for being sellouts, for being socialists, for being this, that, the other thing. And then when they want a deal, like on 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 like an infrastructure bill, then they'll sit down and work with you. They do one thing when the camera's on, the right. other when the camera's right. off. Right. They don't care, right. right? We need to do that too, as cynical as that is, because in the end, we feel like, well, if we want to work with them, we can't say mean things about them. No, right. that's not how it works. Right? They manage you it. Can, right. You, right, right. you can still sit down and do stuff with a couple Republicans here, a couple Republicans there, but the entire party needs to be indicted because, again, that is why Glenn Youngkin was able to separate himself from Trump. If right. they if they look like Trump and sound like Trump, right, right like a Marjorie Taylor Greene or somebody, okay, then you don't have to do that not, well, as but much. Cliff, because, it's all, but it's also their message. But, but, yeah. but if it's if it's yeah. the, if it's these more quiet nicer republicans who don't you know at least on the surface who don't come off who are more polished who don't come off as like just scumbags and evil and greasy and gross they're going to be able to separate themselves from trump unless you've already indicted their entire party and philosophy and made them responsible for enabling trump if you don't do that then they can separate themselves to a certain degree and that's my problem here because everything biden said was true but he made it like it just was trump as if these right. other elements in the Republican Party who are who are QAnon members and who are corrupt as shit and who sit there still getting their, their accounts thrown off of Twitter because they've got anime of AOC being murdered right. or they, they're denying that COVID vaccines work or that this isn't a, a broader part problem of who the Republican Party is today. That right. is my problem. That needs to be the absolute focus in every communication if we're going to have any chance. Remember, Trump, whether he runs in 2024 or not, will not be on the ballot this year. Okay, Ted Cruz has already floated impeaching Joe Biden. Yeah, which they will do if if they take back the House. Yeah, of course they will. And and right now they're favored for Afghanistan, mind you. That'll probably be for Afghanistan, which is the funniest damn thing. But yeah, right. And there's Benghazi part two. Let's be clear: the the gerrymandering has actually gone shockingly, not as badly as we thought. Um, It's it's egregious in a few states. There's a good chance the map, the egregious map here in Ohio gets right. overturned. Michigan, thankfully, voted for a referendum uh, so that they've got some of the now the fairest districts in the country. So the, all their gerrymandering has been undone. Their state legislator, their state legislators who have been gerrymandering can't screw, screw that up. There are a couple of states that have undone it. A couple of Democratic states, like the one you're sitting in right now, John, the one I was born in, New York, have, have thankfully realized that this isn't about what we what the perfect world we want. It's the world we live in. And if you allow them to gerrymander and we act all good government and don't do it, then we're going to let fascists take control. So that's all going better. But even, you know, they're not going to get as much of a free ride as we thought in terms of just getting gaining all the seats they need from gerrymandering and having to do a thing probably. Right. right? But in the end, 
It doesn't, it, we, this is the historical pattern. Unless you can make a case to people about how dangerous, awful, you know, about, about what life what it is like, will be like with things like COVID, with, with their corruption, with their overturning the democracy, with their attacking our economy and everything else they do, unless you can make that case, we will lose the house. Right. So the, you know, and we'll, and we may lose a whole bunch of governorships, by the way, in key swing states that we hold right now, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and then they'll have trifectas. Well, I, I, I'm like, sorry, what I was going to jump in and say, though, is that like they're again, they're so good at the messaging. When you talked about impeaching Biden and I mentioned they'll probably try to do it over Afghanistan. Think about this. They managed of all the things they went after Hillary for that, that did some damage was not only a foreign policy issue when nobody cares about foreign affairs, but it was fucking Benghazi, some town in or place in Libya no one's ever even heard of. And they managed to turn it into a real thing. So at least people who were unsure and the right could say, oh, my God. And they did the same fucking thing with Afghanistan. Nobody it's just fucking easy cares. About- you repeat something a thousand times it. in every single place people yeah. are going to see it and you associate it. But especially with foreign bad policy, things. Cliff. But especially but it, foreign it wouldn't fucking matter. policy. Like, that's the thing. You know? about it. it wouldn't matter. What's They're CRT? So those people yeah, can't tell you what yeah. the hell it is, but you They're associate so it with this. something bad and you repeat it constantly. Yep. Yep. And, and again, my frustration yep. is we can't even do that with the fucking truth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the economy, which is right. soaring other than which, inflation being a concern and inflation is a concern in part because the economy is soaring. These, and again, it's all messaging because, again, the media mostly sucks. But some of that, which John has discussed and I've discussed mm-hmm. too, is you, you, what Republicans do is they, they say all this crazy shit because it forces the media to cover. Yeah, yeah. If you push that, if you go yeah. on a push about how good the, the – and not just how good the economy is, but why. What yeah. did Biden do? What yeah. is the democratic philosophy that led us to this and why will they destroy it? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, Cliff, but even the inflation thing, imagine that every fucking day Democrats said, no, inflation is definitely a concern, but you've got to understand a big part of the problem with inflation is the economy is doing so much better than anybody thought. Biden turned the economy around so much. The economy is exploding with growth. The economy is the best in 50 years. Like these are the so quotes. That's why inflation. inflation that. That, and, and have the media We've say, well, not so everybody agrees. Work and have such a, I mean, Bingo. we literally have full employment. Right Bingo. Now. That's why we, and again, and that's why we have inflation. That's so that all of a sudden people start going, well, you know, and the media can disagree, but you'll hear people going, well, I've heard that part of the reason we've got inflation, it's it's actually a sign that the country's doing great. And what it'll do is it'll, those guys that go on the Sunday, you know? on the Sunday shows and the nightly shows, with the exception of Fox, which is garbage, and it might even yeah. seep into Fox here and there, but on CNN and places, NPR, places like that, that try to be all neutral and whatever, the, the Republicans are going will be asked those questions. They will repeat yeah. our talking points because they will have to. Yeah. And again, the beauty of our talking points is they literally happen to be true. Well, no, <laughs> no, mind you, lying. they're part true, and that's part of the problem because – I guarantee you on this inflation thing, there's somebody in the White House and the DNC and, frankly, every liberal organization out there going, well, you have to understand inflation isn't just because the, it is because the economy is growing. But there are the supply shortages. Yes. And, you know, the trucker – no, but but, but they're going to say you can't really say it's the of economy course. growing because we did Let's have go the check truckers. Oh, right? my God. If I had this at Children's Defense times Fund. I've written huh. messages yeah. for either direct mail or TV – that yeah. had to go through 47,000 lawyers before yeah. they could approve because I said the instead of uh, yeah. or I mean. But, it's, Democrat, it's, but especially this that doesn't matter with lawyers even, 
Right. I mean, because who cares about fucking in this case, it's not even lawyers. I mean, I'm with you, but this is literally just they're going to say, well, that's not there's actually 10 reasons we have inflation. And if we don't mention all 10, we're not being totally honest. And you're going. But you know what gives me some hope? Brainiacs. They still suck at that. But it seems people have finally a lot of people have just said fucking enough um, and are taking it upon themselves and people who can. Right. I brought up Tom Watson before. They've got a super pack in New York. And yep. its whole purpose, I can't remember the name of it, uh, hmm. should. It's like maybe called Sedition Pack or something. Is they're right. holding right. all the seditionists in New York responsible right. and constantly reminding people that Republicans are the party of sedition. Okay. Right. Our friend Fred Wellman just started one in, in Missouri. Um, nice. he, okay. He's in St. Louis, but it's going to be right. a national effort. You may have seen that right. ad on Twitter. It was fucking awesome where Ed Norton, you know, the actor, voiced yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and they're calling themselves, and this is perfect, right. Beer Hall Pack, as in the Beer Hall Putsch. Oh, of Hitler, right. because that's when Hitler did his trial run in 1923 yeah. and failed yeah. and, of course, came back later. And right. their whole point is you don't stop them now. And they did this brilliant video voiced by Norton, Ed Norton. And Fred told me – we'll have these guys on the show. Um, mm-hmm. that Fred told me that he asked him to do a lot in Missouri because there's that open Senate base because Blunt is retiring, even right. though Missouri is a tough, a tough state for us. But they're going to do stuff nationally. I see right. folks, and you know, I'll talk more about it at some point. But I've got an effort underway here in Ohio that I'm trying to pull together. I just think I think if enough of us who know enough funders and and can do enough online fundraising can pull these efforts together, we can step in in some ways where they refuse to do this stuff. Obviously, it helps when it's not just a bunch of us on the outside doing it, and it's actually led from the center. Because guess what? The media doesn't want to hear from Tom Watts, and the media wants to hear from Joe. I'm not criticizing you, but I'm saying they want to hear from Joe fucking Biden. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald I'm not Trump. saying it's 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 akin to that. I'm just saying if yeah, you create no, an ass kicking ad, yes, make no, no, its way I, I'm just CNN. making a larger point here that you know right. Donald Trump's brilliance was that Donald Trump would fucking open his mouth ten times a day on Twitter, and every fucking time, not only with the media, but honestly, we'd fall for it too. We were so outraged, we'd read report. We said, "Oh, Donald Trump just said this." The president has a unique ability to to get people to report to set, on his every to set word. The agenda. I yep. believe Teddy Roosevelt had that term for it: the bully pulpit. Yep. Yep, it's only and become it's, bigger. It's, <laughs> with yeah. with in Teddy's time, there was there were there what was there? There was barely radio. That's there funny. Yeah, if you TV. think about it, that is funny. Yeah, there wasn't TV. There wasn't cable. There wasn't. You're internet. right. I wonder how they satellites. what what did he even? I mean, what newspapers? I mean, it's funny that they yeah. even thought it oh, mattered yeah, back then. Everybody because newspapers had huge circulation. Okay, uh, and there was radio. I think there was oh, radio, okay. wasn't there? I, I mean, don't know. 1900 or I so. Should know this. Yeah, I thought I think so. I could be wrong. Pretty sure. I don't know that it was like, you know, today, but I think that there was yeah. simply regional radio and signal. But I mean if it was as ubiquitous thing. as it was like in the thirties, that's what I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was via telegraph. Uh, seriously though, but I but it clearly was. Typing yeah. away. That was his bully pulpit. Stop. Yeah. I beep, will beep, not beep. listen to you. Stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> Donald you Trump is stop. alive. Yeah. A uh, disgraced stop. former president. Stop. Exactly. Um, or maybe it was carrier defeated. pigeons. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, point yeah. is, is that it, it, there was even that, but no, I mean, newspapers had huge, I mean, you know, the yellow journalism and all that. I mean, newspapers had, had, had Randolph Hearst and everything had a huge influence back then because everybody read them. That's where right. people got their information from. And right. so, and the president would be picked up and it's only grown a billion times bigger since then. So, so you're right. I, I mean, I can't, but again, on some level, I view all this stuff as we can only do what we can do. Right. We'll keep pushing no, them know, to I message know, better. But if they're not going to, if, if a super PAC in one place can raise a couple million, a super PAC in another place can raise a couple million, a super PAC in a third place can raise a couple million, and everybody can jump into the fray and push this stuff by pushing it 
you may actually force local electeds to, you know, on the Democratic side to, right. to start picking up some of that language, which then might seep into the White House or might seep into the media. There, you know, like you got to do your best. That's all yep. I'm saying. Yep. In any case, it's so I mean, it was um, I uh, the other thing I guess I'll say is I think the media did an amazing job yesterday. I watched a lot of the coverage and I hope it wasn't just a one off because they were really good. I mean, they got it from every angle. You know, it was really it was just kind of amazing the whole day. I mean, in addition to Biden. Yeah. But but I just hope it isn't kind of both a sides, of John. After both sides, of this I can't help it. I would huh. say that uh, I would say that um, that uh, it was a one-off in there being that good. There's no way they'll be that good on both. That's days. what I'm worried about. Yeah, but what, what I will about. say is they've gotten markedly better. Right. Uh, they've heard everybody yep. yelling and everybody, including people from inside their own house. Yep. Right. They 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 you know the New York Times editorial board had something about <clears throat> the media not doing it, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like. Your reporters are some of the worst. I suspect, on some level, the New York Times editorial board, while not wanting to influence the news operation, was trying to influence the news operation right. by putting that out and trying to, to sort of wink, wink towards their own news department, like get your shit together. Right. right? Yeah. Atlantic did that whole did that whole uh, um, one whole issue all with major stories on autocracy and the threat to, to democracy here. I've seen now the AP and mm-hmm. NPR and others who have not taken the both sides framing, but have stepped straight forward and blamed Trump for certain things around COVID, around the coup. Oh, you're right, the NPR thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it takes forever to get these guys to move, but we're moving them. So don't stop now. Yeah. Keep pushing it. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I guess guess what I'm saying, as far as both sides it, I'll just say, I think they will be better in future days than they were in past days, but they won't be as good as they were yesterday. Yeah. That's inevitable. Uh, Let me see here, because I think – you know, I don't know. I'm not even going to play Fox News lying, but I I do want to play actually the Ted Cruz thing and then a little DeSantis because the DeSantis is our chaser. Ted Cruz. Did you see somebody and, send out the Ted Cruz video, the thing with him next to Tucker, but they photoshopped him in a gimp suit. In a what suit? <laughs> you know, the guys that like put the ball in their mouth and like to be beaten. And, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I did see that. Yes. yes. BDSM. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yes. Um, Ted Cruz. Yesterday, also, frankly, back January 6th or so, said the same thing, but he called them domestic terrorists or said this was a terrorist attack, something like that. Um, uh, uh, he, so yesterday he put out or the night before he put out a statement criticizing. Well, actually, probably one of the only as Cliff said, one of the only Republicans actually speaking out on January 6th against the insurrection and called it a domestic well, called them domestic terrorists. Well, Andy called them domestic terrorists. They, they have his yes. communications and they're coming yes. for him. Calls them domestic terrorists. Doesn't mean he'll be arrested, folks. I won't believe it till I see it. But I think that he's. But it's interesting. At least it'll hurt his reelection because. So, well, Tucker Carlson and all the right freaks out on him because how dare you call the insurrectionists insurrectionists, right? Or domestic terrorists. Yeah. I'm going to play you. This is a two-minute clip. I'm playing the whole fucking thing. This goes on for eight minutes. There were three clips, eight or nine minutes. It continues the same way with him, just. It, it, it just listen. This was blew my mind. I don't know which one this is, but they're all the same. <laughs> I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, "Listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb." And I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh-huh. I don't buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. 
It's so Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. Let me tell you what, what I meant to say. What I was referring to are, are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. Now, I think you and I both agree that if you assault a police officer, you should go to jail. That's who I was talking about. And the reason the phrasing was sloppy is I have talked dozens, if not hundreds of times. I've drawn a distinction. I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions of, of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. And that's what a lot of people have misunderstood well, that comment. Wait a I second, but even you, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. We've said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. How many people have been charged with terrorism on January so listen, 6th? Like, why'd you not, use that word? Let me, let me pa- uh, hold on. Let me other. pause this because actually, one of the FBI types weighed in, or JOJ tip, and said, actually, 150 different people have got uh, like a domestic terrorist thing thrown in to their to their charge or whatever. Wait, so weighed somebody on the somebody show on or? Twitter. No, somebody on Twitter weighed oh, in okay. and said, actually, it's 150 people that have got domestic also, terrorism thrown in as also, part of their. Ted yeah. Cruz is, is. I don't know what he says next, and maybe you're going to play it. But yeah. the difference yeah. is when you attack a cop in the street, it's it attacking anybody is awful. Yeah. Right. And that, but that's not terrorism. When you do it, when yeah. you're bar, bar, busting into the home of our democracy, that is ter- that's the difference. With the intent of overthrowing takes, the government, right? Where it takes, <laughs> I don't even care what your intent is. I mean, yeah. terrorism doesn't even have to have a, you know, all it has to do <laughs> yeah. is, is, you know, you're attacking our government. Well, it's, it's, a, it's violence for political intent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but especially, but I will say, especially when your goal is to overthrow the government. So wait, th- this yes. goes on, uh, this goes on for another minute, and I'm not even going to play the other two. But imagine this going on for eight minutes of this guy groveling and Tucker not having any Besides, of it. Characterization that, as Joe Ken just explained, allows them to define an entire population as foreign combatants, and you know that. So why'd you? Do oh, this? So, oh, Tucker, let me sorry. answer you directly. I did cut that off. So Tucker says that. But what's going on here, it's it's allowing Democrats, what they're doing is they want to declare an entire population, meaning all Trump supporters, foreign combatants. He knows how he used foreign combatants, too, purposely, because that would allow us to throw them into Guantanamo without a trial. I mean, these... He Which I'm not even in favor of, by the he way. He wants I fucking violence, Cliff. Yeah, but he's talking an entire population. He's not talking about the thousand people that raided the mall. He's talking about a, he's talking about every Trump, Trump supporter in the company... Is, is, Listen, Tucker Carlson is yeah. as transparent as anybody. It's why along the way when certain Democrats and people in D.C. considered him a friend. Remember, I mean, hell, those yeah. the, the, those those uh, texts got exposed where he was texting with Hunter Biden a couple of years ago, asking for help to get his son into what school was it? Whatever school. Oh, I didn't that, know uh, that. Oh, really? Oh my, yeah, he was I friendly with that. them. I mean, he yeah. is the lowest. He will turn yeah. on anybody. His whole thing is. Yeah. And that's why he's a dangerous fascist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. Yeah. He's an heir to the Swanson food, fast food yeah. empire. He's never needed a cent in his life. So what you know is he missed it when he when he had yeah. every show on CNN and and, and uh, MSNBC of his fifteen years ago when he tried to be a quote unquote reasonable conservative. He failed because he's a dick. Yeah. Nobody likes him. He doesn't have any, a likable personality. He's just he's he's an asshole. He yeah. comes off that way. So the only group of people he can appeal to are the angry people with demagoguery. Yep. Yep. And now he's got his show, the people are watching it, 
and all Tucker Carlson cares about is people keep watching it. Okay, that, let, let me play act. the rest of this clip the real quick. This and mind you, we're only one minute into an eight minute groveling. Uh, I, mean, I honestly would agree more. We've said that for years, but that person's still not a terrorist. How many people have been charged with terrorism on January sixth? So like, why'd you no. use that word? You're playing into the other side's characterization that, as Joe Kent just explained, allows them to define an entire population as foreign combatants, and you know that. So why'd you do it? So, so Tucker, let me answer you directly. The, the reason I use that word for a decade. I have referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday. And the reason is what you just said, which is we've now had a year of Democrats and the media twisting words and trying to say that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist, I'm a terrorist. And so, look. I don't like people who, who assault cops, and, and, and I well, stand up and defend cops, and, and the reason I use... It goes on for eight, eight fucking... But I'm also like... So basically what you're saying is, I use that term the way I've used that term for anybody who attacks cops, and so then you want to be like, so what you're saying is you've used an incorrect term well, it, <laughs> for, it, well, for years goes, now I, to describe something that isn't what you... I mean... Well, and, and he says, such a but, greasy also, fuck. But, but that very sentence, he goes, right, I've used this term for years, but it was really inappropriate to use it last night. Wait a minute. Right. You just got said the reason you use it is because this is how you describe attacks on cops. You think attacks on cops are is terrorism, period. So then now that the attacks the, on that evil left, you know, who's all powerful, yeah, they twist my don't. words. I, I, but now I, you I, don't. This, right. And, and in addition to that, um, I mean, you can see why this guy was a good debater. And also why everybody yes. hates him because yes. he's such a sleazy little shit. You know, he finds like the, he finds the yeah. words in between to sort of yeah. sneak his way around what he really wants to yeah. say. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, a good debater would just wouldn't care and would ignore his little sort of caveats or whatever and rip the fuck out of him, which is what I would do. But, but it, it, it and frankly, which is what Tucker Carlson did. It was easy. But, um, but the, the bigger thing here is I think, a couple things. One, it's a reminder, as we've said forever here <clears throat> on this show, uh, of the danger of Fox News and who's really in control. I mean, Tucker Carlson exclaimed something on his, his shitty nighttime show uh, about Ted Cruz, who right. one of the most powerful and well-known Republicans in the country. You know, after Donald Trump, he's not that far down on the totem pole in terms of how the right has viewed him. Um, and he, within within 24 hours, he's on the guy's show groveling in front of him. Think about what that tells you. This is this in addition to gerrymandering. And this is why the Republican Party is broken, because every time they've tried to moderate. Remember, after Mitt Romney hmm. lost in 2012, they, they did their little sort of their, their little kind of self-reflection. They're like, we need to be more moderate on immigration. We're losing people because of this and that and the other thing. But the hardliners on places like Fox and Rush Limbaugh were like, fuck you. No, you don't. And they that's who controls that because they've got such a, a right wing entertainment complex that that calls itself news and hides behind that moniker and it controls the minds of their people. So, yep. again, anybody who thinks the Republican Party and hence our democracy can be fixed without finding a way to deal with Fox News and the rest and not just saying, sorry, First Amendment can't do anything as if, again, Germany, Canada, United Kingdom places that have much more stringent rules about disinformation, about libel, about all sorts of things that are still democracies, don't handle this in a much better way than we do. 
that that's your your first error. Um, the, the I was going to make a second point about it, but I can't think of what that. I didn't even interrupt you. You inter- you interrupted yourself. I know. <laughs> no, I just forgot. Anyway. I had a second point. I just had a second point about that that the relationship between all of this stuff. But oh, in the no, end, the, 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 that's the yeah. key. There should be no again, and this I will fault Democrats on. There should be no advertisers left on Fox News. This would be very easy to now. And again, we still have to deal with the cable side, right? About the, uh, being syndicated on cable and all of that. That's a little harder. But as far as the advertisers, all I went through this the other day. Vanguard. I mean, all of the big companies still advertise on Fox News. You know, all the Ford, all the big companies, and yep. Tide detergent. Nobody stops them. Media Matters. Like me, well, we only went out, they only went after them on specific shows. Again, it's kind of like, yeah, the the same mentality. And Media Matters has done some great work. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but on this, they've not. It's (laughs) the same mentality of going after Trump and letting other Republicans get away with it. When when Laura Ingram says something or Tucker Carlson says something, you make the whole network pay for it. Well, they're, like a lot of these folks, they, a lot they're of getting people, paid by the network. Right. Well, a lot of these people <laughs> will no longer advertise on Tucker Carlson's show. Yeah. But what does it matter if they're advertising on the daytime Fox? They're still allowing Fox and, to make the kind of money that makes the choice for them to keep Tucker Ingram. on. Very and where easy. do you think Tucker Carlson's money is coming from his paycheck? Correct. It's coming from Vanguard. Correct. They're not you paying, they're not, not paying Tucker because his ads are gone. Oh, Tucker, sorry. Exactly. No ads in your hour, so you're not getting paid today? That's right. No, that, that's Vanguard is paying his paycheck. Correct. Yep. That's, by the way, that's your fucking talking point. How and then they put him it? over on Fox News Jesus. Nation, their stupid streaming service, where they get where he makes them money because they get all the craziest people to pay $5 a month or whatever it is to stream their garbage. So he Fox makes back – Tie it all some together. of the money that yeah, you need to punish the whole network. It's just. But I also would sorry, say, yeah, our guys suck. I would also say yeah. that you know, you know, uh, we have to we have to relook at hmm. what the fairness doctrine used to be, where we have to be updated for today. It right. does not apply to cable and the internet, so people should know that. But it does, or satellite radio, but it does apply. I mean, so many of these shows, these bullshit, shitty right wing shows, are on AM radio right. across the country in every market, right? And Sinclair is on broadcast TV in, yeah. in, I don't know how many, 25, 30 markets. It would affect all of that, and it would affect Fox's, mm. lo- Fox's uh, local uh, broadcast on Sundays and other stuff that they do on the network side. Right. We should get to, to re-regulating that in the way that we used to. Um, let's end with Rick DeSantis, with whatever his name Rick, is, Ron DeSantis, Dick DeSantis, Ron, Dick DeSantis uh, or as somebody called him yesterday, Omicron DeSantis. Um, Go ahead, Omicron DeSantis. Omicron yeah. DeSantis. Omicron um, DeSantis. Giving a little talk, and as he's going through the talk, you got to listen carefully. I guess it does help to see him. Remember, he was missing for several days, and a lot of people were wondering whether he wasn't pulling a Trump and was like secretly. And what John meant by COVID. several days is I think it was 15 or 16 days. Nobody oh, was it that long? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. really was, yes. He was missing. And they thought that we talked about this, and they thought the best idea was to tell people, oh, he's on vacation for two weeks in the middle of COVID. And people were like, yeah. that's your best answer. So listen to him. He's clearly having a hard time breathing as he's speaking here. Again, you'd almost have to watch it because it's clear with him speaking that he kind of pauses. And catches his breath, but see if you can hear it in the recording. By uh, Dane Eagle, uh, who's our Florida DEO secretary. We also have Chancellor Henry Mack uh, from the Florida Department of Education. I'm going to stop right here. We also have Chancellor yeah, Mack, who's chairman of the Florida. Listen, he takes breaks in between to breathe, like 
Yeah, well, he looks, Jesus, if looking at it too, the video, yeah. it looks like he's barely holding himself yeah. up. He looks Even pale. The, I'm going to play that part one more. I'm going to play the whole thing, but play the part one more time. Listen to after he says Florida. He goes, Florida. You can't hear the hub. I can, but but you can, you'll go, oh, you're right. He like stops and he's stopping to breathe. By uh, Dane Eagle, uh, who's our Florida DEO secretary. We also have Chancellor Henry Mack uh, from the Florida Department of Education. Brad Ferguson, Senior VP of General Manager, Skywater, Florida, and Dale Miller, Site Director, uh, Skywater, Florida, um, as well as Representative Fred Hawkins. Oh, and let me just say right there, right there literally was- There's a moment where he looked like he maybe was going to vomit, actually. As a kid? It's about one minute of of that video. It's the same one I looked at about one minute in. He looks like he almost, either either he's going to vomit or he's going to dry heave. Cliff, what you what this reminded me of is like when you were a kid and you'd say, take a deep breath and say as many words as you can. And you're getting to the end of your voice and still trying to talk. Yes. That that is what I hear right here where he's he's just I'm backing it up a few seconds. Listen again. Your general manager, Skywater, Florida, and Dale Miller, site director, uh, Skywater, Florida, we're about to um, cry. as well as Representative Fred Hawkins. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I turned it off. Hold on. I turned it off in the biggest. Sorry. In the biggest pause ever. OK. Manufacturing is something that we need to do better job of, and uh, we've worked really hard in Florida to have um, more opportunities with vocational education. We have expanded our manufacturing footprint in the state of Florida, and we want to continue to be able to do that uh, as we go forward. Semiconductors are a huge issue. If you look at how the supply chain works, we are overly dependent on foreign nations including Taiwan, which is a good ally of ours, but which is one that, excuse me, which is one that... I'm going to stop playing. I mean, it's terrible. It's I shouldn't it's even be laughing. Terrible. It's mean of me, but I don't absolutely really care. Terrible. He's a fucking... He's, he's a murderer fucking as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. I don't really, I don't yeah. really care. Um, he's... he's it, 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 also, I mean, his, his, it's, it, the tenor of his voice is up and down. He's having mm-hmm. trouble maintaining just yeah. a normal speaking voice. It's right? cracking. It's yeah. yeah. So I mean, very it's, weird. Well, it's not weird. Very he, weird. He, he he either is still in the middle of COVID right now, or yeah. he's getting yeah. over it, and it fucked him up. That would be my guess. It fucked Again, up his lungs. I'm, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. it's not I mean, just the lungs, your throat, because you get a super bad sore throat. I've got a friend now. Yet another friend in DC who has COVID, and he was talking about the sore throat you get, which is now apparently typical of uh of omicron is getting a sore throat he said he's on like day four or five he said it's literally like two knives in inserted into my throat it's that bad of a sore throat so yep so know. here's i want to for yeah. this over though i want to throw out one more interesting hmm. thing hmm. Hmm. it feels a little bit to me like they're starting to turn on trump and throw him overboard we told we bit. had the yeah. stuff with we had the stuff with what he said about vaccinations and, and candace owens uh and alex jones and oh, what trump said him. what trump said you mean yeah, yeah 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 i meant to say that i'm sorry um yeah yep. and 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 uh n- now we've got um interestingly enough um hmm. this morning i'm just seeing this hmm. brian kilmeade whose text to trump oh. whose text to uh don jr were like please get trump uh right to say something that day and whatever um, right. it, on Fox and Friends this morning, implore, you know, from Mediaite, which is a pretty reliable source I've found, implores yeah, yeah. viewers to accept election results that Trump wow. lost. Trump denialism does not help the country. Wait, isn't he one of the? Is he one of the morning guys? 
Yes, one is of the, he the main blonde ones. guy? No, oh, no, Deuce is the blonde Deucey. guy. Yeah, he's not the he's darker the, guy in the morning, is he? He is. Um, add that to hmm. think about Fox property or think about uh, News Corp properties right now. Um, you may have seen yesterday, yesterday, it was yesterday, Carl, hmm. Carl Rove had an op-ed. Oh my God, Carl he is the brown haired guy in the morning. Yeah, Carl Rove. Talk about, I was going to ask you, talk about Carl Rove and I'll jump in on Carl Rove too. had yeah. an op-ed yeah. in the Wall Street Journal that said, Joe Biden won the election. This needs to be accepted. Republicans who, who participated in what happened on on uh, November um, on January sixth need to be written out of politics. They need to, they should you know they essentially they were guilty of what they did uh, of of this. They caused this. This is not the way to win. Blah blah blah. And he also right now Rove is involved in their effort to try to gerrymander states for Republicans. So what I'm saying to you is he's not rejecting the Republican Party. Not that he ever would. Suddenly, he's he's I think our 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 heavy breathing man there a little bit hmm. a little while ago hmm. desantis is their choice i'm just i'm just throwing this yeah. out there somebody will not carry all the baggage trump will carry yep. from the things he said and he's done and this and that and they're trying to find a ways to turn the base against trump and the way they decide right. to do it is some of them will do the kill me thing and say you know stop this bullshit whatever others are attacking him from the right with the vaccines but I don't know. I could just be seeing a pattern where there is none. It feels a little bit like they're trying to to move beyond him. But again, this is where you gain nothing if you just indict Trump and you don't indict the whole party. Because anybody who thinks if the if they you know if DeSantis is their nominee in twenty four, he'll have a very good shot at winning. He's from Florida. It's a big state. He's done he's done okay in that state because the media won't tell people what's really going on. You know, I don't think he's got a terrible approval rating. It may not be great, but it's not terrible the way it should be with what he's done. Right. And, and we'll need to take him on. And he will lie and cheat and steal every bit the same. As, and, and he's proven with what he's done in Florida, arresting or some researcher who was keeping track of COVID numbers. He's every bit the authoritarian Trump is. Even just now, where he won't tell people where he was for 15 days. All right. If you didn't have yep. COVID, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why do you look like you had some serious thing and you can't breathe? Where were you? Won't tell people. And just, you know, like, that's the thing. Yeah. So, Can I just say something that pisses me off on our guys, too, just totally as an aside, because I'm sure. I had tweeted because Reuters New York Times does this yesterday and then Reuters just did it. They keep refer. They're starting to refer to the vaccine as the jab. I have seen that. Let me tell you, as somebody who is a language expert, and I'm not wrong about this, um, the word is not used in America. It is used in Britain. Commonly, it is used in Europe. Well, the jab. Europe. The jab, but right, it is used very commonly in the British press and in Britain. It is not used at all in America. It is used uh, nonstop in the anti-vax, anti-COVID, the COVID denier community calls it a jab, and they do it to try to denigrate it. Sounds, it. it sounds bad, right? It may, it's yeah, New York Times did it yesterday. Reuters did it today. Both times that I've weighed in, and maybe it's just because, unfortunately, the internet literally empowers everyone to have a voice, which is a very sad thing sometimes. Um, I've now got people, and literally this is my favorite one today, people weighing in and going, now Cliff, help people understand the logical fall the, the logical fallacy in what these folks are saying. No, John, it's not a politically loaded term here in America. It's a commonly used British term. Well, sure, but the problem is is that it sounds bad, is what well, I no, would say. Let me go no no Cliff. I'm sorry, but I gotta stop you here. Okay. Do we live in Great Britain, Cliff? We don't. Do fact. we speak the Queen's English? 
Uh, <laughs> that we most certainly don't. Right. So the answer of, well, the American media is using a term that isn't used in America other than by bad people. Really? Do we call do we call Fanny? Is Fanny the word for pussy in English? Did you I really mean, just like, say that, John? I just said it. No, but the point is there are where I because I had a I told the story on here when I kept asking the flight attendant on Virgin Atlantic for my fanny pack. And first she started laughing. And then she told then she told me what it means after she told all the other flight attendants. All the Americans when we first arrived, yes. I studied abroad in England. Yes. All of us when we did, we, <laughs> oh, we learned a few of those things horrible. right away. That was one of the big ones you learned. Yep. That especially oh, yeah. the women learned. I didn't, no. but I did finally. No, but my point is, it is the only like, difference between taking the taking a piss and taking the piss. Oh, correct. Well, but, but I mean, literally to say that you know, but liberal. This is this is what I said about the what was it about the inflation thing? Well, Cliff, you know, technically, but I love that technically it's a term used in Great Britain, and I'm like, are we in fucking Great Britain? Right. But is I the would, New York again, Times a fucking British paper? No, but I would also <laughs> add what, what I was saying too, which I think is like something. You know, this is what what's his name did for for you know Frank Luntz for the Republicans for a while. Whatever words have certain connotations. Words have negative or positive feelings to them. You know what I mean? And and the word jab does not sound good. It's a harsh. Yeah. Quick word. So the point is, is, is in general, it makes it sound like what you're doing. I joke around with friends and they're like, hey, you get jabbed yet? But it's not a thing you want to say in newspapers and places where you're trying to convince people. It to... makes me think you're, you're knifing somebody when I think of jab. Yes, it does. Yeah. Like you like shanking somebody in prison. No, I mean, it's just it just but it also drives me nuts. And maybe it's just guys on our side. But and again, I've been on Twitter too long that I've become the old man with the lawn. But but people just and we do we empowered way too many people to have a voice but people just love to jump in and undercut democratic messaging all the fucking time and it's all they do and this is the same thing as the inflation thing well you know technically in britain like oh my god we're talking yeah, about new or my favorite is words don't matter when they tell me that one too oh the words don't matter i'm like right no, words don't matter words, of first of all like I write for a living and we Cliff and I write and speak for a living. So I think words do matter. <laughs> I mean, when I write, uh, we, one can argue, I think too much oh, about every damn word I put down there. God. I take more time than I should. And the big but, lie is only words doing damn well with those words. <laughs> they are. <laughs> right. Well, as, and, and, and oh as uh, the, the ever kind Tucker Carlson pointed out to Ted Cruz, when he, he <laughs> like the word he used, he purposely chose the word to use, which is absolutely correct. I mean, Tucker Carlson was 100% correct about yeah. that. Yeah. He, he purposely chose to use matter. terrorist. And the reason I think he did is, again, I think he, he was trying to move to right. remove himself and push away what what he thinks is coming his way because yep. he's more involved than he wants to admit. Well, because even honestly, and getting back to that real quick, but even all of his explanations, Cruz's explanations, he keeps – that's what I was saying. It sounded so weird when he said, well, I call, I use this for everything, but obviously it was wrong, but I use it for every time we talk about injuring cops. He's trying to still stick to his line that they're terrorists, but at the same time say, you're right, I should have never called them terrorists because he's trying to suck up to the right wing voters and I guess keep himself out of prison or something. I don't know, but. Well, amazing. yeah. Well, also just amazing. separate himself rhetorically. And so he doesn't seem like he's as much a part of yeah. then later when he gets questioned yeah. by congressional committee or whoever you can say i refer to them as terrorists i'm not with them but yeah of course now he can't because yeah. he had to back Ugh. off because tucker kicked his ass so tucker kicked his ass all right actually we went on we went on a while today that's an hour 15 hour 20 whoosh whoosh uh we did whoosh. well you know it's been it's a weird sort of 
it's it's we eclipsed, but it's also been a weird period of time where we haven't always we've had to sort of schedule as we can, and we've missed a, a day. The holidays a day. We've along with some. Well, it's a holiday, which is People different actually, than being on holiday because that would be a British expression, something we don't say I'm on in holiday, America. On holiday. Yeah, exactly. They don't even. Pre- I could. We just stop pronouncing your H's too. You'll sound like them. All day, all day, on all day. Um, yeah. Um, I don't it's know. Normal in Britain. Sorry, it's driving me. This seems to really bother John. <laughs> well, I just. I, I really do. I feel like just people just have to be dicks, and they're always dicks when they're being wrong. And after a while, you're just like, shut up. But the internet, no, the problem is the internet has empowered people to be, like the Joe Rogan problem, though, to be vocal. I saw somebody tweet this morning. All Joe Rogan is doing is offering his own opinion. You can't give the other side of a story? I saw that, too. And I I think I saw it because you retweeted it. (laughs) Yes. And, like, I was going to say something. I'm just like, you know what? I don't have the time right now. The other side of science. Yes. What is the other side of gravity? Can you explain that to me? I'd like the other side of science. He's not giving a scientific opinion. Gravity is science, John. That's my point. But he's not even giving a scientific disagreement. It's like you've got the scientists versus. It's like me weighing in on what the trajectory is for a space probe. Well, you know, Cliff, I've got my own opinion on what the best trajectory is for the space probe trying Mm -hmm. to circle the Earth with the Hubble, the new satellite. It's just my opinion. I have those about what's better and what's not, and and we can have those, and that's why I'm a writer. Then there's math and science and statistics and things. There's there's no debate there. It just is. It's a fact. Oh, and, and again, you can debate, but if you debate, it's... Frankly, other scientists and experts weighing in and going, well, we think the new CDC rules really aren't the best for this reason. It's not, well, I'm a podcaster who picks my ass and you know picks my nose, and I got my own opinion of what the best epidemiology I is. I research. I love that. No, you don't have research. your own opinion. I mean, you do, but it's not two sides of the story, the scientists right. and the redneck. That is not two There's sides a side of the of story. story. And then there's the dumb asshole who doesn't want to accept yeah. what the truth is. That's what I mean, you don't is. even have to be a redneck. Put me up against a, 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 a immunologist or whatever, epidemiologist. I, it's not two sides. I could question I see, him, I, but For example, you know. I know how lungs work, right? <laughs> so I know that if you walk out into the ocean and stay <laughs> under there, you will die. You will drown and die. You don't get to have an opinion on that. It's just fact. You can't breathe underwater. Or at least get your goddamn medical degree and then have it. No, it's not an opinion. Again, what I guess would even then, at least it's both sides. But even then, there's a period of there are certain things that are established science that you don't get to have an opinion on them. Well, what's worse is presenting it like what this guy did as both sides. We can't hear the other side. Joe Rogan is not the other side responding to epidemiologists. He's a guy with a dumb opinion. You're allowed to have your dumb opinion, but you're not the other side. (laughs) He's a jack off with a a podcast (sighs) and he's done well because in the same way that that Glenn Greenwald has done well and the same way that Tucker Carlson has done well. In the same way that any demagogue yeah. you want to find, there's no, it, there will always be a market for people telling telling all the smart people, all the people that actually study things and learn about things <sighs> that they're dumb and don't know what they're talking about. And yeah. I know more because yeah. I've got the secret answers that you really yeah. crave. There'll yeah. always be a market for that shit. Yeah. And the evil conspiracy. All right. Exactly. Let's, well, let's stop. Yeah. That got me riled up now. All right. All right. Well, John's riled. I'm not John's really, riled. Um, I'm going to go, you know, do whatever it is. But I'm not going to go into the do. government. Uh, well, I tend to not believe in that. I have this sort of traditional view of democracy, which is let's keep it. Um, 
That's it, guys. We'll we'll be back next week with uh, more of the fun, unprecedented podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks, guys. Bye.